Let me say that again. One of the most expensive parts of owning rental property is the turnover. Greetings, guys and gals. Join me here at Success Over Stress, where the goal is to strengthen strategies that will defeat doubt, cure complacency, and strangle stress. I'm on the road to a healthier, happier, and stress-controlled life by taking control of my financial situation. With the right direction, so can you. Hey guys, this is August the 10th and uh, success over stress. I'm Eric. I am going to lead you through this episode. Question is, is it better to lead or to follow? It's much easier to follow, right? Right? Should you be the leader and pave the way? What do you think? Uh, I say, I say yes. I say, yeah, you should have a novel idea, brand or strategy. And when it's appropriate, you got to be sure to follow them too, right? So when there's a tried and true method that you find, make sure that it's not underutilized. If it's available, take advantage of the bandwidth that it can offer your company. It can certainly get you light years ahead of the other guy who's sitting there trying to reinvent the wheel. Personally, I used to be that guy. I used to be that guy to take pride in reinventing the wheel just to say, I did it, I did. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that was me. Um, I like the complexities that come with figuring things out. But at the end of the day, we only have so much time, guys. So we got to make sure that we maximize our time. Here's a quote. Marketing without data is like driving with your eyes closed. End quote. That's by Dan Zarella. So the topic of the day is about leads. The takeaway here is to be sure that when you're marketing, you definitely capture the metrics involved, right? So if you're using Google, Facebook, flyers, billboards, whatever, you want to be sure that you capture the data that comes from these streams. If you can, be sure to sign up for the analytics associated with the streams, or it's just as simple as asking new clients how they heard about you. Follow me here. If you have a stream of leads that's getting you leads every time every time hidden 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 but you have that mixed in with leads from a garbage source that never gets you any leads but yet you can't tell when you look back at the end of your day you can't tell which leads came from which platform you're doing yourself a disservice because what you could do is you could just ixnay that platform that you were using that's not providing that's not performing that's not giving you return and then bump up how much time and money resources you're putting into the one that's the golden goose so be sure that you're paying attention to the data that's involved with your marketing okay Leads, real estate leads. I'm talking specifically real estate leads. I'll try not to get too deep in the weeds here because the weeds are pretty thick. 
So they can come from many sources. You want to take advantage of the ones that work for you the best. I've got something that works for me the best. It happens to be driving for dollars and I make mailers associated with that letters. And I want to designate an entire episode to that right there because that is a, a complex strategy, a complex system that I put together. It's fairly simple, but it, it, it's evolved. It's it's simple now, I'll say. And if you if I tell you about it, you're gonna say, ah, yeah, that's simple. But to get from where I started to where I am now with it, complex. Would I give would I give the system away? No sir, no sir. All right, so one place that you can get leads from is the courthouse. Go down to the courthouse and you can look on the wall, the foreclosure wall. There'll be foreclosures on there, anything from taxes to mortgage foreclosures. So what happens with the mortgage foreclosure is that the whatever the bank the that filed the lien on the property if the person who who owns the property if the owner is not making satisfactory payments and they're behind uh, a sufficient amount if they're in their arrears then that lien holder can call that lien due say hey they haven't been paying i'm going to call this lien i'm going to take over this property and so what they'll do is they'll put the the notice on the foreclosure board there for the county for everybody to see as a public public board and then the property will be auctioned then the proceeds will go to the will go to the lien holder minus whatever wherever else monies need to go to problem with this is and this also is going to require an episode on its own foreclosures are it can be a pretty dicey um, avenue to, to go through, especially if you don't know much about it. You, you need to know, you need to be very skilled about it if, you, if you're going to go into it. Because there's liens fall in all kinds of different positions. No lien is on the same, same step in the same line, on the same line. So whenever a lien is filed, usually it's in first position. The next time a lien is filed, it's in second position. Uh, or it's in the junior position. Next time a lien is filed, it's it's one more step down. So whoever is in that first position, they typically will get paid first whenever an, a property is foreclosed on. So if a property is foreclosed and the lien is actually in third position, then the people who are in first position will get paid first. And so if you bought that property for a good price, but didn't realize that there were other liens on it, then you may not e end up seeing even really owning that property because there's there's other um, other entities that have claims on it. And you're gonna have to pay them off in order to actually take title to the property. Now the, and so let's see, what is it? Homeowners associations. Homeowners associations, I hope you guys know, especially you guys who live in neighborhoods who have homeowners associations. Homeowners associations can file liens on your property. And usually it's in the bylaws that says that they can file liens if, if you're not keeping up with the maintenance or if you're not 
paying your homeowners association dues. When they're so far in the rears, they can file a lien on your property. It'll go down to the courthouse. And then somebody like me will see it and say, hmm, a $400,000 house. And here's a here's a lien on it uh, at the at the county for five thousand dollars. Now, of course, I can buy the five thousand dollar lien, but there's not a whole lot I can do with that unless you own that property outright. Now, if you own that property outright, mm, mm, I'm not going to I'm not going to call names. But if you own that property outright and you let it go to foreclosure because of either a tax lien or a homeowners association lien. Oh, oh, you're up the creek without a paddle because literally then an investor can buy your property, your $400,000 property for $5,000. And then that's just the way that goes. Um, and then in some states, there's a, I forget what the clause is called, but it's a right of buyback. So there's a six month period where the owner can actually come back and buy the property. So once again, if you're gonna get into foreclosures, you better know what you're doing. Next one I'll talk about at the courthouse is the eviction wall, right? So every day there's a magistrate or multiple magistrates, depending on your county, depending on the volume that hold eviction hearings. And there's a list, there's a itinerary, I guess, of the, the folks, the landlords who are serving, have served, have a hearing on against their tenants. One of the most expensive parts of owning property is the tenant turnover. Let me say that again. One of the most expensive parts of owning rental property is the turnover. So what I'm saying is that when it's time to turn the property over, the landlord has to get paint, has to have it painted, has to maybe get new doorknobs, has to have the has to get new entry knobs to have new keys, new uh, keys to the home. May have to get new fixtures, whether it be light or plumbing fixtures because of how rough the tenant may have been on it. And if you get new lighter plumbing fixtures, you're gonna need an electrician or a plumber to come in there and do that. And so there's a lot of money associated with that. We're gonna to have to take another episode and talk about evictions because there's a whole process with that. It can take up to, um, up to a, a month or more, right? And if you do it wrong, you have to start all over so it can take a long time. So if you're gonna do your own evictions, make sure that you know what the process is. Um, but I'll tell you just as a typical rule, there's what we call the 50% rule. So if you have a property, say you rent it for $600 a month, we say that you're gonna take home 50% of that money and you're going to put it in your pocket at the end of the at the end of the month after you do taxes and insurance and vacancy and repairs and all that kind of stuff. Okay, so and that that 50% usually is going to incorporate about an 8 or 10% vacancy, right? Which is about a month of a vacancy. So think about if you have a tenant leave, you have a month to get another tenant back in place. <laughs> but now if you have an eviction, right? <laughs> I said if you have an eviction, right? That's going to be a longer process. Like I said, anywhere from a month and a half on up. So now you're starting to cut into, you remember that extra $300 you had at the end of the month, which would be what? $3,600 at the end of the year. 
Now for every month or every week that it takes you to get that tenant out, that's cutting into your profits. It's a very expensive process for, for landlords, so be sure if you're interested in properties that you get in a distress distress situation that you check out and see what what landlords have been filing evictions okay so next we'll just talk about billboards you can do billboards i haven't done them mailers you can do them i do them like i said we'll talk about that another time i've also done postcards and flyers i have gotten zero effective responses on my postcards it may be because I have the wrong, uh, the, r- the wrong slogan or the wrong message. So I won't say that they don't work. They work for some people. They don't work well for me. Business cards, you can do that, but it's tangible. Nobody wants anything tangible anymore. It wants to be on their cell phone so they can s- flip and swipe. What I do with my business cards that people give to me, I scan them and then I throw them in the trash so I can have it on my phone. Uh, I don't have time to be thumbing through a bunch of business cards. I'm sure most of you guys are the same way and gals. Networking at real estate investing events. Sure, you want to go to those. And those are about the only times, like I said, like that you'll have a business card. You have them there so you can actually give something somebody really quick as you walk and buy them. And then they're, they're going to scan it and then they're going to throw it in the trash. Right. But it needs to be nice enough to where they look at that thing and say, hey, that gal probably knows what she's talking about. That gal is interesting. I'm going to remember to scan that in my, in my phone. Sometimes I get business cards that just look very plain or are made from printer paper. And I just crumple them up and, you know, throw them in the trash. So try not to do that, though. You want, you want your network to be as big as possible. But like I say, you do not have an infinite amount of time. So do what you can while you can and, and try to try to maximize on the time that you spend you can certainly reach out to family friends all those realtors Uh, you can reach out to the probate office and newspaper deaths right if this is one that i don't intend on doing much with some people do i applaud them i applaud their hopefully i applaud their sincerity and their empathy but when somebody passes, some of the times there is a situation where the family needs to have that house sold quick, in a hurry. Maybe that they can help pay for funeral expenses with that. Maybe the family is, uh, they're not a cohesive family and they just want to get a check cut and go their own way. So there's, there's many reasons why an investor could help uh, a family in that situation so don't don't think that it's not needed it's just something sensitive enough that uh, i have stayed away from it you can certainly reach out to craigslist and facebook they have investors there trying to sell properties all the time as well as owners it's a good place to sell a property for cash so you can get that thing moved pretty quick if a property needs work it's very unlikely that you're going to find a bank well, let's put it this way. You're not hardly going to find a homeowner that's going to be able to take possession of that property through traditional financing. Through traditional financing, the bank is going to want to know that the property is a good asset, is a good um, is a good piece of leverage, is a good um, 
Ah, what's the word? Ah. Mm, I'm going to think of it later. But they, they want to make sure that they, they have a good asset that if they need to come back in and secure the property that they're going to get good money for it. So if the property has violations or it has busted windows or they're going to have to do work to it in order to get it to the point to where they can sell it because you foreclose, because they had to foreclose on you, then they need something in good shape. So banks don't mess with properties that need a lot of work. Now, as an investor, you may find a bank that will work with you on getting a property that needs repairs. But still then, you're looking at a period of time where they have to go through a financing of approval and pre-approval and all that and uh, appraisal and all that kind of stuff. Investors or somebody who's looking for quick money on their property, they don't want to go through all that. And they especially don't want to go through it all to find that at the end of the day, the bank said no. Now they have to start all over. So you know what? In order to cut out all that process, they'd rather just get a house. Um, they'd rather just sell you the house for cash for a decent price. What else? Email blast, text blast, mailing list. Uh, those are all things that you can do, but you have to be careful. I'm, I'm not sure which entity it is, but they're kind of cracking down on all this spam that we're receiving, especially when it's so easy as to do it with the click of a button. You know, when you're sending mail and that kind of a thing, there, there's, there's work involved with that. It's not as easily um, taken advantage of. But when you can just click a button and send a billion texts out, no, 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 no. They're not going to let you do that. And then the final thing on my list of leads is driving for dollars. I love this, man. This is what I do. This is my targeted approach to finding properties that need work or that and 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 let, let, let me say this let me say i'm good at doing the work right so i'm good at getting dirty i'm good at doing the work uh replacing cabinets and putting down flooring and working on windows i'm good at all that stuff it takes time but you put in that sweat equity and oh you watch your you watch your portfolio value grow okay but can't do it all by yourself you need a team so be sure that you got a team but i'll talk to you more about driving for dollars in another podcast but pretty much what it is is driving around identifying properties that need work and then jot them down and then once you get them jotted down you go to the to the tax records and you find out who owns the property and then once you do that you send them a piece of mail whether it's a postcard a flyer a thumbnail drive, whatever. You send them something that says, hey, I want to buy your property. Um, and I've been, I've had fair success with this. I think I've acquired maybe six properties through this method. Uh, two at one time, three at one time, and then and then a one-off. So I've uh, been doing okay with uh with the driving for dollars and the mailing but guys this is leads so i want you to be sure like i said the main thing is that once you get started 
Like Danzarella said, marketing without data is like driving with your eyes closed. You have to make sure that you know where your dollars are going and you have to know where the return is coming from. As you do that, you'll build you an empire. All right, guys, that's all I've got for you today. Sure hope you have a great end of the week and I'll talk to you soon.